0: Praise the Lord. Praise God. It's good to be here today. Praise, Praise God. Happy Mother's Day. Yes. To all the mothers here today, may God richly bless you. Um, for those of you celebrating Mother's Day for the first time, God bless you. You have a long journey ahead. There's going to be some ups, some downs, some pain. Sometimes you're going to want to throw them away. (laughs) But I got to tell you, there's no refund. There's no giving back. They're yours for life till death do you part. So just give thanks to God for those wonderful little darlings and, uh, you know, just embrace each and every day with them. It is a wonderful journey, and I'm glad to be a mother. For those who don't know, I'm a mother of five. Yes, 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 yes. God has been good. And a mother of five boys. Let's give God some praise. Yes, amen. He's good. So I thank God for my five. Actually, I have six men, my husband as well. These six boys, they're uh, a lot of work, but God has given me the strength, you know, to be able to be mother to them and wife, and it's been a journey, and I thank God for the opportunity to do so. I want to thank you, Pastor Jeff, for this opportunity to speak today. I know it's not an easy day for you. It's Mother's Day, and it's your first Mother's Day without mom. It's a little bittersweet. I was reminded of you. I was reminded of uh, Pastor Lori and Lorraine and Jane, you as well, and how much you must miss mom today. May the peace of God just be all over you today as you just um, remember those wonderful memories. You know, giving God thanks for how how much, you know, our moms play such an intricate part in our lives, and we just have to give thanks, and we just have to pray for them. It's not an easy job, but um, we thank God for our mothers today. So may the joy and the peace of the Lord be with you as you remember your mom today. Father, we just give you thanks today. We give you thanks for who you are and for all that you have done. Great is your faithfulness towards us. There's nothing that surprise you. There's nothing that's impossible with you. Father, we come today and you've placed a word, a message, my heart to speak to your children. Oh, God, may their hearts be open to hear and the ears open to hear what the spirit has to say to the church today. Have your way in this place. We invite your presence as we feel your presence already. Come among us, O oh God. And do a work through us and around us, God. We need you, Lord. We need you. Without you, God, we are absolutely nothing. And so we call upon you, O oh God, our help. And we say, God, have your way in this place today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, God did not specifically give me a Mother's Day message. So, but he gave me a message for the church and for someone here today. So I just ask you to open up your hearts to receive what the Lord has to say to you today. This church has been very blessed. You know that for many of you who have been in this church for years miracles have taken place in this church and God has performed so many good things for each and every one of you there's no doubt that the work that God has started pastor Jeff he's going to complete we're entering a new building very shortly and God is calling this church to a higher level of worship a higher level of praise, a personal relationship with him because we need to get to a higher place for where he's bringing us to. I need you to understand that. He's calling us to a higher level of worship. And there's been so many stuff that has taken place in all of our lives, including mine, these last couple of months where it's been tough. We've been going through some tough stuff. And God is calling us to worship through these tough stuff. How do we do that? How can we worship? And I'm going to call it stuff today because it's a lot of stuff. It's family stuff. It's sickness. It's, you know, your, your, your kids. It's, it's marital problems. It's so much different stuff, finances. And sometimes you come into the house of the Lord. How on earth are you supposed to worship? It's so hard to pray. When I'm going through stuff, the last thing I want to do really is to pray. Matter of fact, I can't pray. I can't pray. It's so hard. Sometimes we just have to call on the name of Jesus and say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We have to moan. We have to groan. I remember those little church mothers in the church. Stefan, I think I went to a church like yours. They would moan and they would groan at prayer meetings and fasting. And they'd be running up and down the aisles. And Jesus, Jesus. And Jesus. They were going through stuff. And I, at that point in my life, I didn't realize how much stuff they were going through because come Sunday morning, they'd be singing and shouting and singing stuff like, ain't nobody. Do me like Jesus. Yeah. Ain't nobody. And you're kind of wondering, wow. You know, I hear them singing songs like, I've got Jesus, and you can't take him away from me. And they're groaning, and they're moaning. I've got Jesus, and you can't, you can't take him away from me. You may kill this old body. Lay it down. In the grave, and they're just walking around. But I've got Jesus, and you can't take him away. Somehow, they were able to worship. How is that possible? What it is, we need to find out what it is we need to do to be able to push through and to worship through our stuff. Amen? Are you with me today? Praise the Lord. I want to quickly speak to you today three things, three key points, and I want you to write it down because all of us need to remember this as we enter the new building because we are going to enter with a lot of stuff. Number one, we need to pray through it. And you're thinking, how on earth can I do that? It's easier said than done. Nobody wants to pray when they're going through a lot of stuff. You're right, it's tough. I can testify of it. It's not easy. Matter of fact, it's hard. It's it. Sometimes you just need to just stay still and stay quiet, and just don't utter a word. Just say nothing. But God is calling us to a deeper and personal relationship with Him in those good times and in those bad times. We're going to go through stuff that only he can help us with. He's the only one that can comfort us and give us the peace that we need. Because our daily lives consist of so many things that only God himself can help us through. We need to set aside time in prayer with the Lord. Each and every one of us need to develop a prayer life. Purpose in our heart daily to pray. Put aside time to pray. When I was in Bible school, I had a professor, he was talking to us about prayer, and he said that every morning he prays for one hour. He was telling another gentleman that he spends one hour every morning consistently, and he prays, and he's good. gentleman said to him, Then what on earth do you have to pray for for one hour? What could you possibly be praying for? He said, are you sure? I don't believe you. One hour. He said, one hour. I'll even time it. One hour. He said, why don't you come one morning and pray with me? Let's pray together. So he invited him to come and pray with him. And that professor, he prayed and he prayed and he prayed. And, you know, the gentleman is looking and he's looking and he's looking, thinking, okay, Time must be up now. There's no way that's an hour. And he asked him at the end of that hour, what time is it? He said, well, it's one hour from we started to pray. He said, wow, that's fast. What is it that you have to pray about so much that you're able to pray one hour every day? Folks, we have a lot of stuff. We have a lot of folks who have a lot of stuff. And we need to learn to pray not only for ourselves, our personal needs, but for others as well. When we start to pray, let me tell you something, we start to praise. Things start to happen. You don't feel the same way you did when you went into prayer. But there's a change as we start to pray. And that prayer becomes habit. So what we want to do is make sure we have this continuous prayer each and every day, going before the Lord and praying. David himself said, he cried out unto the Lord, and he heard me. He said in Psalms 121, in my distress I cried to the Lord, he heard me. When God delivered David in 2 Samuel's 22, 7, from the hand of his enemies and from Saul, because Saul was hunting him for years to kill him, David said, in my distress, I called unto the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from the temple, and my cry entered his ears. God hears. He hears. He knows. And he understands. We need to run to him in prayer. In Psalms nine ten, David said, it's so well. And those who know your name will put their trust in you. You know him today. You know you can trust him. When you develop a relationship with him, you learn to trust him. You learn to depend on him. You learn to run to him because he's the only way. For the Lord have not forsaken those who seek him. You need to remember that. He will not forsake you when you run to him with your stuff and you seek him daily. He will be your comforter. He will help you through the stuff. Because to get to the next level that he's calling you to, you need to have that relationship so that you can pray through it. And then number two, you can praise through it. You need to know how to pray through it so you can praise through it. In preparing ourselves for a higher level of worship, as we enter this new building, Pastor Jeff, we need to pray through our stuff, yes, and our hearts must be in the right place where it becomes free to worship God. No matter what this situation, so when we devote time in prayer constantly, we'll notice it becomes how easy praise and worship in God becomes. You see, it's a privilege. It is a privilege to steal away with God from our busy lives, to run to him. He, he loves it. This is what he wants us to do. This is his heart's desire for us to come to him. Come to your daddy. He knows it all. He will take care of every little bit. So after praying, we, get, we need to begin to praise. Paul, the Apostle Paul, drew heavily on personal experience. Affirming that because of the Holy Spirit, no trial could ever dominate him. We can praise through our stuff when we know and understand that there are benefits. Listen to what Romans 5, 3-5 says. Paul says, And not only that, but we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given to us. Paul showed us that he could rise above his situation. We can too. There seems some time to be no hope. But today I'm reminded of that song. All my hope is in Jesus. All my hope is in God. Hmm. All my sins are forgiven. You can hope in him. You can hope in him. And I want to remind parents, especially today, I want to just say we need to keep hope alive in our families when we're going through some stuff when we're under pressure. A father's job is not to bail out. Nor a mother's job to leave her family, her children. What example do we leave to them that there's any hope or that as you've left them, will God not also abandon me? I heard Chuck Swindle say, parents who stay true to God's word, during tough times, build their home on the bedrock of hope. When a family's character is tested and proven, and they stay strong, and they come to church, and they're singing and praising their God, they're keeping hope alive. They're an example that you, you wanna follow. This is the family who takes God at his word and begins to praise God no matter what. You see, the devil only comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. It includes your family. He doesn't want you to praise and worship. Because my sister and my brother, when you begin to praise and worship God, Things start to happen. Miracles take place. The atmosphere changes. Breakthroughs happen. God just has his way. And so today we need to let go and let God. Because he knows everything. Remember, he is acquainted with all of your griefs and all of your sorrows. No matter what you're going through today, it doesn't surprise him. But remember, he is with you. You're not alone. You're never alone. God is good. David says in Psalms 47, 6, sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises unto our king. Sing praises. There are seven levels of praise. I'm just going to list them quickly. We'll, we don't have time to speak on them. Toda. Sacrifice of praise. Giving thanksgiving unto God. Yada. In which we raise our hands. Halal. We boast and we act foolish like David danced before the Lord. However, don't dance until your clothes fall off. Shabak. We want to Shabak our God. We want to lift up our hands and Shabak and shouting and praising to the Almighty God. Zama, praising him with music. Whether you sing whether you play an instrument, just give him praise through your music. Barak, in which we come dead quiet, entering to worship and just praising our God. Tehillah, we start a worship in the spirit as in Exodus 15, 11. And when we start to do these things and we just start to give him praise, We take our eyes off of our circumstances, and we place our eyes on the one who matters. Because he is good. He is calling you to prayer. He's calling you to praise. And he's calling you to worship through it. After we have prayed, we've gotten to the point of praise there is something we got to do. Now we got to worship. And you know what? It becomes easy at this point. Satan was certain that if God took away everything that Job had, he would never worship God but curse him. Sometimes Satan comes to God and I believe he asks permission or he seeks permission to touch our lives. We we look at this story of Job and Job suffered just as we did in regards to family and personal health and material things. Sometimes, though, it's not the suffering that troubles us, It is the fact that it's undeserved suffering. How do we get to the place of worship? In Job chapter 1, we see Satan said to God, does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge over Everything he has, his household, everything he has, on every side. You've blessed the work of his hands. His possession have increased in the land. But now, just stretch out your hand and touch him. Touch all that he has. He'll surely curse you. Satan is saying the only reason the man fears you and serves you is because all you've given him. You've given him all this good stuff. You've protected him. Take it away. Let's see. Let's put him to the test. Let's see if he loves you. Let's see if he's going to still worship you. Could you imagine? And our God is so... Wonderful, and he knows his servants. Does God know you? God said, all right. In verse 12, he says, you may test him. Do whatever you want with everything he possess, but don't harm him physically. It is important to note, as in this example, that God does not allow the enemy to touch your life. The enemy cannot touch your life, sorry, unless God allows it. When Job heard of all the catastrophe that took place, his children were dead, cattle, everything, servants killed, Everything destroyed, only his wife left. After hearing it all, Gary, how would you feel? How would you be able to worship through those stuff? Can you only imagine, picture yourself in that particular situation? How would you be able to worship through that? But in verse 20 of chapter 1, the Bible tells us, Then Job arose. He tore his robe, shaved his head, all a part of the grieving process. And Gary, he fell down. He fell down, and he worshipped. He did what? He worshipped. He fell down in all of that stuff, and he worshipped. The Lord gives, and the Lord takes away. You know what that's like. But Job said, blessed be the name of the Lord. How can he do that? Job had a personal relationship with God. He prayed every day for his family. He was in communion with God. He was able to pray, praise, and worship the almighty God. The Lord gives, yes. All that I have, Job must have said, is from you. There is nothing that I have that you have not given to me. It's because of you, God. You give. You take away. I'm going to still worship you. I'm going to worship you because you are God. Just because you are God and you are good, you are faithful, you will not go back on your word. You've done it before and you can do it again. He's able. We sing a song, because of who you are, I give you glory. Because of who you are, I give you praise. When we sing these songs, we need to start to mean, meaning needs to come as we sing these songs. As we continue to read through the book of Job, it just inspires me because he continued to say things that, though he slays me, yet will I trust him. I'm going to wait until my change come. Because there's going to be a time when God's going to turn it all around for my good. Amen. And he's going to turn it around for You see, because I know and I know and I know and I know for myself that He will work it out. God doesn't come sometimes when you call on Him to come or in your time. For His time is not like yours, He's got His own agenda. But I must tell you, because I've learned for myself that He's never late but he's always on time. I remember when we were purchasing the home here in Stouffville, and I believe it was $5,000 I needed for the closing to close everything up, Pastor Jeff, and we couldn't find it. And we were going to close that day. And I said, God, we've prayed for this home. You've brought us to this place You've started the work. You need to complete it. You said in your word that you would give us everything that we need. I'm calling upon you, God, at this time. I need it today. And I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed. One hour before, God sent that money, let me tell you. Matter of fact, a gentleman went and bought a money order and brought it to us one hour before. Who could it be but God himself? It may not be on your timing, but he's never late. He's an on-time God, somebody said. He's an on-time God. So we need to learn how to worship through our stuff. As we enter this new building and what a beautiful building it is, Pastor Jeff, that the Lord has truly blessed this church with. And now our community is quite diverse. We've got to understand that there's a lot of wounded Folks in need of a hospital. We need to be able to reach the wounded, the dying, the oppressed, the confused. And how are we going to do that? Pastor Jeff, when you asked me to speak at the moment... I said to you, well, I'm going to pray about it. If the Lord doesn't give me anything, then so be it. And you said to me, you know you could say no. But I prayed. And the Lord reminded me of a message he gave me two years ago for this church. It was actually my turn at band practice in which we would shear. And I was to shear that evening what the Lord had laid on my heart for our worship team, for our church, and band practice was canceled. So we let it be, and I just continued, and I said, Lord, at whatever point in time, do you know there's a time and a season for everything under the sun? So that summer, about in the August, this is two years ago, so we're talking 2016, a girlfriend of mine invited me to a crusade, a a revival, and I went. It was a great time, and the minister came to me, actually, and spoke into my life some things that the Lord had just confirmed, and he said to me, as he's holding my hand, he said, what church you go to? And I told him, and he's like, the Lord gave you a message to give those folks. You need to give that message. I was reminded of that this week because I said all this. I said, God, well, you got to tell me whenever that is because your timing is right. We're entering that new church this year. And we cannot go the same way we are now. I'm not saying we're not worshiping. We are. We're not praising. We're not praying. But he wants us to elevate that to a higher level. He wants to do something, something in us and through us in this church. Are you ready? We have to be at that place. We have to be ready to embrace all those folks that will be walking through our doors. When our praise team comes in, Pastor Jeff, we need to be prayed up, praised up, and ready. Not looking to get ready, but ready to worship. Because we've got to take folks from the outer court to the inner court to the holies of holies where they will meet with their maker. And you as a church have a responsibility to come prayed up, praised up, and ready to worship. Make it easy on the praise team. Right? Come with it, yes. Could you imagine if we all came prayed up, praised up, and ready to worship as we enter those doors. We're dancing and we're singing and we're carrying on. Could you imagine the services would have? What God could do in our midst? He's calling for true worshipers. John 4, 20, 20, 22... Verse 22 says that we have to worship in spirit and in truth. He's looking for true worshipers. It starts in you and you and you and me. Our personal time in prayer, praise, and worship. Will I allow us to be able to come out and corporately worship together? God is ready to do a new thing. I'm asking to you today, are you ready? Are you ready? Workers, all the leaders in here, are you ready? To see what the Lord is going to do in you, through you, and around you. With your gifts and your talents and your money. We need to get ready for that. When we are able to do these three things, tell me what they are. Amen listening good we can come to the house of the lord and worship at a deeper level despite all of our stuff job did not understand why he was going through all he did yet job trusted the promise despite the circumstances If you read Job 42, 10, you will see the result. God will make good on his promises if you hold on to his unchanging hand. Worship is not only something due to God. It is a powerful force that shakes heaven, earth, and hell. Not only does the devil see knees bent in true worship, But heaven does, too. I could only imagine your mother worshiping today. What a sight. We need to start to practice worshiping down here because heaven is filled with worship and praise unto the Lamb. Revelation 4, 10, and 11 shows a very beautiful picture the 4 and 20 elders fell down before him that sat on the throne and worshipped him that lived forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure, they are or they were created. Can we worship God in such a way where we can say, like David, blessed are you, Lord. In First Chronicles 29, blessed are you, Lord. God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, and the glory, the victory, and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. Both riches and honor come from you. David said, nothing I have, as Job even As we read, nothing that we have is ours. It all belongs to you. We only give back to you what is yours already. So when we come into the house of the Lord, we come ready. We come excited because we want to receive from God what he has for us. We come to worship him. He is deserving of our worship and our praise. So we want to be at that place as a church to truly worship our God. I want to pray with our leaders, with you, Pastor Jeff, with our deacons and our pastors today. Are you ready to be at that place where God is calling you. Are you ready to pray through your stuff, to praise through your stuff, to worship through your stuff? Are you ready to see what God has in store for you and for this church? I'm ready. I want to see it. I can't wait. Can we stand in prayer? Lord, I surrender all to you. Everything I give. To you, withhold nothing, withhold nothing, Lord. I surrender all to you, everything I give to you, withhold nothing. Withholding nothing, withholding nothing, I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. Thank you, Lord. You are awesome. You are awesome. Thank you, Lord, that not only did you speak to me, but I believe you spoke to every person in this building. We need you, Lord. It's hard to get through our stuff and worship you. It's hard to pray and praise and worship, but this is what you are calling us to. We want to be obedient today. We want to be obedient.